0: Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. All right, well, I figure since you don't know me, I'm Jeremy, and the best way that I have found to get to know someone is just go right for the gusto, and that is, tell me your most embarrassing story. So I'm going to pick one of you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I just no, you never pick the kid that volunteers. You never do that. You, so I'm gonna t- since none of you are comfortable with that, I'm gonna tell you mine, and then then we'll feel like we know each other. Does that sound cool? I mean if we gotta do this five nights in a row, you wanna know me, right? All right, so so here's the deal. I was in middle school. Yeah. How many of you are in middle school? Give me give me that. All right. Sweet. I was in I was in I'm I'm not in middle school anymore. But I was back in the day. We'll just say early 2000. Just back in the day, I was in middle school, and my parents said, "Let's take this trip to Disney World, and you're going to go with this dude who's in ninth grade." Now, this is a ninth grade cool kid, and we're going to hang out at Disney World. Our families are going to be together, and I'm in seventh grade. And this guy was like, "Hey, let's go to the movie." And I'm like, all right, cool, let's go to the movies at Disney World. So we hop on a bus on the Disney Transit. How many of you ever been to Disney World? All right, so you know they got this bus system, and I'm, I'm like this 13-year-old kid venturing out into the world on my own. Now, there's some things you need to know about me at 13. One of the things that you needed to know about me at 13 was the shoe game was real at 13. All right, I'm serious. You may look at my $30 Adidas and think, man, you have really let yourself go but back then back then the shoe game was real and so I had on a pair of now this may date me I had a pair of Chris Webbers on now how many remember Chris Webber oh my man you it's there all right so Chris Webber now Chris Webber was famous his Nike was famous because it had the bubble that went all the way across the bottom and I was like mom dad I need the bubble the bubble is where it's at. I can touch the net if you give me the bubble. Not true at all. I was all of four foot ten, hundred and ten pounds in middle school, and so I had on these black Nike Chris Webbers. I had, I'm, I mean, I'm dressed. I'm ready to go. I'm with, hanging with this older kid. We're gonna go to the movies by ourselves. No parents. And you never know. I mean, this is this is this was my world, Disney World, my world that night. So I'm walking, and we're walking to the movies on this sidewalk. Right next to us was this thing called Planet Hollywood. How many of you ever heard of Planet Hollywood? All right, Planet Hollywood is this restaurant. Evidently, it's famous for, like, famous people, but there's never any famous people there, right? They're just pictures on a wall. I'm like, man, I can see that on Wikipedia and eat a burger at my house. But there are supposed to be some famous people. Well, this night, a famous person was there. The dude by the name of Charlie Sheen was there. This is way back before he was a has-been. And so he's there. There's a ton of people. we got to walk by all these people. So I get to this sidewalk, and there's this big cone. And I, it, didn't, it didn't really register with me that nobody else was on the sidewalk, even though there was this big crowd. So I'm like, I'll just take my air bubbles, my Chris Webbers, and we'll go down the sidewalk. And I get to the cone, and it's kind of like shiny. It looks like a little bit of dirt. And, you know, how many, how many are into the shoe game? How many of you are so into the shoe game you walk like this because you don't want to crease the tops? All right, so I don't need to talk to you. But, so I'm logging like this, don't want to crease the tops. This little shiny spot, I thought, man, this is a little puddle of water, but there's a lot of people. I go and I take one right foot forward like this. The next thing I know, all four foot 10 of me is in a hole, <laughs> like this. Mud up to my belly. I am in a hole in a ditch. Everybody that was looking at Charlie Sheen decided to turn around and look at this little kid fall in a hole. Nobody wanted to help me out of the hole. They were just shocked I was in a hole in the sidewalk. What do you do, right? What do you do? I'll well, tell you what you do. You just get out of the hole. That's the first thing you do. So I take one little push off like I'm in the swimming pool, and I just keep walking. Like, yeah, I meant to do that. Just play that mess off, right? And the next thing I know, my friend is looking at me like, I'm not going to the movies with you like this, so I find a park bench, and I pull, pour all the water out of my shoe, and I lose my Chris Webbers and everything about me that was cool that night. That's my most embarrassing story. We cool with that? Yeah. All right, some of you probably, some, listen, here's the deal. You all come with stories. You all come with backgrounds. You all come with moments that you're like, man, I don't want to tell anybody about that. You all come with situations and things in your life that you're like, I don't want to talk about it. Some of you, they're funny. Some of you, they're hard. Some of you, they're rough. Some of you, you feel like life is out of control. Life is out of control. I can't control it. That's the theme of this week. The theme of this week is out of control. And I think before we get there and before we talk about what happened, how do we get out of control? We got to go back to the beginning and talk about how it was meant to be. Here's what we're going to do. If you got a Bible, go with me to Genesis 1. If you don't have a Bible, it's going to be on the screen. We're going to read this real quick from Genesis 1, the very beginning. From the very beginning, we want to see this picture. Now I want to teach you something that we're going to do all week. We like to call it the indispensable principle. Say it with me. Indispensable principle. Man, come on. This What is this? Are you hot? Indispensable principle. Come on. Give it to me. Indispensable principle. You got it, you're a beast. Says it on his shirt, he's a beast. Here's Here's what this is this is a principle that you cannot dismiss. Before we go to the Word of God, before we go to the Word of God, the first place we're gonna go is to the God of the Word. Now, listen, here's what I understand. I understand because I teach people every Sunday morning that some of you come to this conversation from very different realities. Whether you really believe this book is real, whether you really believe that it was written by God, whether you really believe everything that it says or only some of it. But here's what we're gonna do this week. To get us all in the same place, to get us all in the same situation as we open it up, we're gonna get to this point where we say, before we go there, and we read it and we discuss it and we talk about it and we get to our thoughts on it, let's first, let's just talk to God. Let's talk to him and ask him to teach us where we're at. That I believe that the God of the universe can teach you tonight, even if you believe this book isn't real. I believe he's got something to say to you. Maybe you believe it with all your heart. I still believe he's got something to say to you. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this time. As we open your word, God, speak to us. Teach us tonight. God, I'm just a man. God, I got, I got a little wisdom. It's, it's so small. It is nothing, nothing compared to you. And so, God, I pray your words speak, that you open our hearts to hear from you, that you teach us, and we're open to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, I told you, we're going to go back to the beginning, in the beginning, God, and we could stop there, and we're going to keep going. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning and this was the first day. Man, when you open up the first page of the Bible, it starts with this this idea that before anything was God. In the beginning, God. In this God, he spoke. He just simply spoke spoke. And the first things that come out of his mouth were, let there be light. You've seen a lot of light tonight. Let there be light. And there was light. And the light separated the darkness. And in the first day of all of mankind, or all of creation, God spoke light. The God of all eternity spoke light. Man, my ear is sweating. God of all eternity spoke light. Let's do this. Let's get, let's get this proper perspective. All right, this God who existed from eternity past to eternity future, let's put a perspective on this. I need, I need someone, actually, let's do this. I got a box here next to all the toilet paper. I dug this box up because I didn't know if any of you know what this is. Back in the day, pre-Chris Chris Weber of the 1990s, back in the day, there were things called printers that used to print this kind of stuff. How many remember this? Back when your paper had to be connected, it's like toilet paper for a printer. You just put it in and it comes out and it never works right. How many of you remember this? All right, cool. Um, yeah, let me, let me get you, can you help me? Oh yes, you look like you're ready to help me. Here, we're gonna do something. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get somebody else, what's your name? Jordan, Jordan. awesome, Jordan. Here, you hold this end of this piece of paper. All right, I need somebody to help Jordan. Somebody to help Jordan, what's your name young man? Gavin? Gavin, come up here and help Jordan. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna try to run this sheet of paper around these columns, around those columns, across the back, around those columns, all the way back to me. I'm gonna gonna help feed it. You're gonna help her running around. It's possible, man, all things are possible. Yes, right. Come on, Gavin. Gavin, you need a better attitude, man. Gavin, you help guide around the pole so the pole doesn't tear it. I'm going to feed it out of here like this. Yeah, let's go. What? We are rolling. How about a little slower? Yeah, there we go. There you go. Gavin, you got it? You got it, my man? I think we should undo the whole box. How much, You don't think we should do this whole box? Let's go higher. Yeah, there we go. You got it, Gavin. Look. Look, we're halfway there. You didn't even think it could be done. He ain't getting a foam finger. Don't give this man a foam finger. Did you tear it? All right, Gavin, keep going with it. Keep going with it. We'll connect it back there. This is the problem with these printers. They never work like you want them to. Oh, we're coming. We got to help. What, Gavin, you move at light speed. Actually, just... I. We're not getting anywhere here. I just always wanted to do this. I mean, it's a box full of this stuff. We're not even a quarter of the way through this box. Keep going. All right, that'll work. That'll work for us. Hey, Gavin, hold up that end. Somebody in the middle right here. You young lady. Yeah, that's it. Hold that up. Hold it up high for us. Hold it up high. And you hold that up. that up right there by that end. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. Let's just say that all of this all the way around you, all of this is eternity, all right? This is never-ending, all the way from the beginning. Well, it doesn't have a beginning because it's eternity. It just, it just keeps going, right? Wow, we, we could do the whole camp. Let's we'll just go around all our VR. All of this is eternity. Now, let me get somebody else. Let me get one more volunteer. All right, you, young man, what's your name? Jacob. Jacob, come here, Jacob. Come up here. Jacob, if you take in perspective that all of this is eternity, all of this, I want you to take this sharpie and show me how long you think your life is. Just draw it. Just draw it. Jacob, we'll just, we'll call this Jacob's life. In, in, in light of all of eternity, I mean, all the way over there to all the way over here. Wow, you, you, my man's going to live to be 120. All right. All right, that's good. Perfect. Give him a hand. All right. Listen, here's a, here's, a, here's a reality, and it's a sobering reality. When Scripture talks about our life, life, it says it's a vapor. It's a mist. Or better yet, in the scheme of all of eternity, it's a, it's a little line. Jacob's, Jacob's going to be an old man. Um. It's this little line. Now, here's the reality. For most of us, this is how we live our life. And this is it. Y'all can put the paper down. Give them a hand. Thank you. This is it. We live for this, right? And this, this encompasses a lot of things. Where am I going to be? Where am I going to go? How much money am I going to make? Who am I going to date? Who am I going to marry? How many kids am I going to have? What kind of career am I going to have? Am I going to move to India or am I going to live in a small town or am I going to live in a big city? And we begin to plot and chart what kind of shoes am I going to wear? What kind of person am I going to be? Who are my friends? What is my family going to look like? What kind of education am I going to have? And we begin to plot and we begin to think about this line and that's all we care about. And we forget In trying to control this, just this little bit, that in the beginning, God, the God of all eternity, he spoke this world into existence. Here's the very first thing he did as it relates to us, that he created us in his image, that we are created in the image of God. If you go on to verse 1 and verse 27, here's what it says about this creation. I think it's going to be on the screen, but it says this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He created us, but he created us attached to all of this eternity, made to exist in all of this eternity. You see, when you were originally, when, when we were originally made We weren't made with a line in mind, with an end in mind. We weren't made with this idea that this line would stop, which means we weren't made to think about how we could slice off our portion and control our portion. When we were made, we were made with this idea that we would exist for all of eternity. He created us in his image, and in the image of God, he created male and female. I mean, have you thought about that? You see, before that, he made animals. Before that, he made plants. He made fish and birds, and he made everything else. But the ultimate of his creation, he created man. And he told them that they could, they could name the animals. Like they could, they could control, they could take control of the world. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but if I made animals, like if I made a giraffe, I'm not gonna let some fool name it a giraffe, right? Like if I made the thing, I'm not gonna, how many of how you many gonna just give away naming rights to your animals if you made them? No, see, but that's what God did. He made us in His image, He made us to live in this eternal reality of His creation and who He is and His goodness. He created us, and we're so much better than all of His creation. It got me to thinking, what's the most valuable thing? What's the most valuable animal ever created? Check this dude out. Check this horse out. I think he's gonna come up. Go to yeah. There you go. This dude. I can't even pronounce his name. He's from Japan. Fusa Sachi Pegasus. Somebody give me a guess at how much this horse sold for. Hundred thousand. A million. How about let's go seventy million dollars. Some Saudi prince paid seventy million dollars for that horse. It won the Kentucky Derby and did nothing else after that. Seventy million dollars. And at the beginning of all creation, here's what God says: That thing, Adam, name it. Name it. Just don't name it Fuzasaki Pegasus. Name it. Horse. I don't know. I don't. You see, the ultimate of his creation is not things, it's not stuff, it's not animals. The ultimate of his creation was us. He created us in his image, that we are his image bearers. We represent him to the world. And one of the things that he did when he made us in his image, it says in scripture that he placed eternity in our hearts. It's there in your hearts that you know, you know deep inside of that you were made for something more than that line. That you know you were made for something more than shoes and clothes and status and jobs and family. You were made for something bigger. Because he placed it in your heart. Because he made you in his image. You are the ultimate of his creation. Here's the second thing he did. after he, It says he, he, he made us in his image, but we are created to reflect the image of God to the world. That's our role. it's our job. What's the purpose of all of this? Why do you exist? Like, why why are you here? It's gotta be more than just that line on that sheet of paper. Why are you here? The original role of Adam and Eve was to go into all the world and fill it with the glory of God. You see, if God is the one who is ultimately in control, if God is the one who speaks the universe into existence everything we know about it, the laws of nature, everything we know about this existence, if God is in control, then he's given us this responsibility to reflect his image to the world. But somewhere along the way, this all got messed up. And we become very poor image reflectors. And so what we do is we don't know what our purpose is, so we start searching for things. We start trying to figure out what it is, and we think we find it, and then it eludes us. Let me give you an example. How many of you are Tom Brady fans? Yeah, boo. All right, watch this clip. I want you to watch this clip and listen to a man who has everything. Listen to a man who has everything, the way he talks about it.
1: Tom Brady, the boo. Tom Brady, the quarterback of the New England Patriots, is not only one of the NFL's best players, he's one of the NFL's great stories. At the tender age of 30, he has already won three Super Bowls, an accomplishment that ranks him with some of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game, and he's having one of the greatest seasons in pro football history. When we first reported on him back in 2005, he seemed underrated and almost overlooked. He doesn't have the arm of Peyton Manning, and he doesn't have tattoos, and he doesn't take steroids, and he's never held out for more money. All he knows how to do is win what you always wanted. (laughs) You're right, you're right. It has. And I didn't think it came with all the other baggage, though. In addition to his success on the field and his sex appeal off it, there is also the $60 million 10-year contract to play with the Patriots. I'm making more money now than I ever thought I could ever make playing football. (laughs) (laughs) But with all that money, fame, and career accomplishments, we were surprised to hear this from him. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and And still think there's something greater out there for me. I mean, maybe a lot of people
0: would say, hey, man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is me. I thank God. It's got to be more than this.
1: What's the answer?
0: I wish I knew.
1: I wish I knew.
0: Man's got everything. I mean, honestly. He's got it all. And anything that you put on your list that you want, he's got it. He's got the money to buy it. He's got the status. He's got the fame. And yet he sits and he says this, there has got to be more. I wish I knew what it is. I wish I knew what it is. Some of you are not football fans. Some of you are music fans. I may get kicked out of RVR for this, but we'll just do it. The, <laughs> Drake's album dropped this week i knew i was gonna get that what well, you know what's funny is i'm old enough to know that like 12 years from now y'all there'll be a new crowd in here booing drake but here's he's got a song on this album and it's called this is there more here's what he says I got a fear of having things on my mind when I die. What you got, time on your hands or time on your side? I know it's funny listening to the white dude spoken word these. You just, I, I, I'm sorry. Is there any sense in doing these songs when I'm high? Is there more to life than going on trips to Dubai, yachts on the 4th of July, G5 soaring in the skies? Is there more to life than all of these corporate ties? and all these fortunate times? Am I missing something that's more important to find, like healing my soul, like family time? Is there more to life than just when I'm feeling alive? Is there more? I don't think we can argue that that man in music is a success, whether you like his music or don't, whether you think it's trash or you don't. Currently today, he's on track to be the number one selling artist of all time over Elvis. And yet this man who has everything, front row court seats to the Toronto Raptors, I mean, he's got everything. And he's writing songs saying, is there more? There has to be more. You see, before we go any further, here's what I I need you to understand. You chase the line. I don't know where the line went. You chase this line. At the end of it, the question is always going to be, is there more? Because here's the reality now. This line ends. It ends somewhere. It's got an expiration date. And what happens when you start chasing it and start chasing the things of this world, your life spins more and more and more out of control. You see, you were made for something more. You were made to reflect eternity. This sheet of paper, you were made to reflect eternity to the world. The reality that you were made in the image of God. And there's more to life and there's more to eternity than things and stuff and success and money. There's more to it. And the world, it tries to control us. We're gonna talk about that some tomorrow night. The world, it tries to control us, but here's here's what God's word says to us from Romans 12, verse two, and I'll leave you with this tonight and we'll, we'll leave you and we'll begin picking it back up tomorrow night, but here's what it says, and I love this verse. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to that line. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, What is acceptable and what is perfect. Now, here's my challenge to you before we go any further. You can tune me out the rest of the week, that's your choice. But I'm asking you to test it. I'm asking you to stretch it, to test it, that you have a heart that says, I want to discern, I want to know what the will of God is in my life. I want to know that. But that means you got to open yourself up to more than just the line. Not to be conformed to that, but that you would be transformed, that your mind could be renewed, and that God could do something big with you for all of eternity. Let's pray, and we'll wrap it up. Father, thank you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. God, thank you for who you are. That you are God, we are not. You are in control. We are not. God, that you speak and the world exist. But God, that you spoke and you breathed life into us and you made us in your image and you made us to reflect you to the world. God, I pray that you begin pressing in our hearts that there's more than just the line. There's more than just our life and death. God, that there is eternity and you've written it on our hearts. God, we don't want to be conformed. We don't want to be just like the world. We want to get to the end of our life and say, that's what it is, eternity. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode.